Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Peter Roberts and James Jacobson, the founders of Manage Mode Franchise Opportunity. At Manage Mode Founders, Peter and James just launched franchising for their subcontracting commercial landscaping concept. Based out of Edmonds, Washington, They've been in business for over 20 years, and we're speaking about their dynamic business journey. And that's coming right up on Franchise Interviews. Stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews. We're for over 12 years now. We've been asking the entrepreneurs of all in one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Peter Roberts and James Jacobson, the founders of Manage Mode Franchise Opportunity. At Manage Mode founders, Peter and James just launched franchising for their subcontracting commercial landscape concept. Based out of Edmonds, Washington, they've been in business for over 20 years, and we're speaking to them about their dynamic business journey. Hi, Peter. Hi, James. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Marty. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Uh, this is my pleasure, Peter and James. And I'll be able to, at some point in the interview, distinguish both of your voices. I'll be able to tell who's Peter and who's James. Well, we'll touch at the end, and you'll see that's that's fantastic. <laughs> I thought you know what when I was studying this this um, franchise opportunity, I thought it was really interesting, and I thought, you know, Manage Mode has 
an incredibly long history. I mean, this is going back over 20 years now. I thought maybe, Peter and James, we can kind of go back to the beginning. You know, you can tell, you know, how this whole concept really came about. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We started out pretty traditionally. Um, yeah, it's basically 1999, uh, building a, a, a traditional landscape company, you know, in-house crews, you know, buying trucks and equipment and tractors and, and just growing in, with a, a strong residential focus as well. Um, it's kind of like a lot of, I think a lot of landscape companies start. We, we consider ourselves the, uh, back in the day, we consider ourselves the residential landscape specialists. Right. Um, and we were, we were building quite a workforce of, you know, uh, you know, the first couple of years we were at 30 employees and 10 trucks and trailers. Wow. We, we, we thought we were building an empire in our early 20s. At what point, yeah. Peter and James, I mean, did you decide to, you know, did it click and you said, okay, you have all this experience, you probably systematized everything. At what point did you decide then to franchise the concept? Back in, uh, I think it was 2006 or 2008, mm-hmm. we started, uh, we actually um, were planning to scale up our business and we were trying to figure out how. Um, when mm-hmm. we had all the employees and trucks and equipment, we, we thought this is going to be difficult to scale up with with this kind of model. Um, right. We, you know, dealing with the, the labor that, that, that landscape companies deal with, um, uh, we thought that would be a difficult route to take. So we mm-hmm. we decided to change our business model around to what, what now is uh, a full subcontract model. We don't have no in-house labor. We don't buy tools, okay. trucks, and equipment. So <clears throat> through the years of, of, of using this new model, we thought we would um, – in order to scale up nationally, we would right. we would uh, start researching uh, franchising. Um, and ten years ago, we actually went to a to a franchise uh, expar the, the franchise convention. It was in I think Miami at the time, mm-hmm. and um, we met with a well known consultant there. Um, the guy told us, "You guys got a great model, but you're in debt and." Right. Franchise starting a franchise company costs a lot of money. He said, sure. uh, "Wait until you get out of debt and and build some build some cash flow. You're going to need two to three hundred thousand dollars to get it going." So ten years later, um, after the economy hit us pretty hard and and we we had to kind of adapt and evolve our our whole business model and refocus from residential to to a commercial. Uh, full-service commercial landscape maintenance company, um, we we were able to kind of um, start the franchise process again. So that was basically a year, a year and a half ago, we've been working with a, a well-known um, uh, consulting firm and really helped right. us strategize and build this franchise model out. Um, so it's been pretty exciting. And, and it is different too, Peter and James. You know, I, I have a, a – a family member on my wife's side, you know, and, and he's, he's had a landscaping business for years. And, you know, he's always, you know, anytime we get together at family parties, his biggest pain is, you know, he always talks about, as you were mentioning, uh, Peter and James, the labor, you know, and it's just always tough to find people, you know, to, to, to work for his company. So if, yeah. when you're at a franchise show or at a convention or something like that, you know, when somebody comes up to your booth and, you know, the typical question they always say is, you know, so what do you guys do? You know, oh, you're a landscaping franchise or something like that. How do you typically respond to them when they say, you know, what is it you do? What makes you a little bit different from everyone else that's out there? Yeah, I, I this is James. I usually kind of jump in to say we're kind of freaks in a way compared to a lot of people <laughs> in the green and spirit. <laughs> uh, 
oh, we kind of turned the traditional model on its head. We're like, you yeah. know, everyone's complaining about not enough labor in the country and right. the whole labor crisis. And, and yes. in our heads, there's plenty of it. There's plenty of low-end labor. Um, right. What's missing is the management piece of it. So mm-hmm. you've got these crews right. running around there with half their day is wasted. And so yeah. we're like, you know what? No. Instead of focusing on, you know, where the heck is the labor, why don't we just go find it because it's right in front of us and then actually just right. manage it better. So right. That's what I tell people. It's kind of interesting because there's in, – in, in the U.S., there's over 500,000 landscape businesses, uh, and they say approximately 75% of the business like landscape businesses are considered non-employers. They are, they're basically owner-operators. Right. Uh, so everybody in their aunt is a landscaper. Um, it's such a underutilized workforce for us. Um, uh, you know, a lot of these people, they, they kind of start their job in, in, as a landscaper and, and they work a summer or so. And then they decide that, um, they know, they know how to run a landscaping business. So I'm going to go to Home Depot, buy a mower. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're a business, you're, you're a landscaper. Right. Um, the problem is a lot of them, you know, can do the landscaping and they can do it well, but not everybody can manage manage the business, manage the sales, manage the client relationships. And, and that's kind of where we, we came in. Um, and we've been kind of perfecting that, that management model um, for the last 10 years. How has, how does technology play a role in the business today, Peter and James? I'm sure a lot has changed, you know, over the last 20 years, you know, and, and how you use technology, but how does it play a role in the, in the business today? Well, for us, we have our, our crews have a phone app, so it's integrates mm-hmm. back to our office. So and it's all online. So you know, every every job yeah. we do is checked in and out with notes and photos, and then the you know, people back in the office can check that out. You know, it's all integrated and smooth. So yeah, I'd say it's night and day from when we started. <laughs> That's technology is great. I mean, we can it definitely helps us manage people on the field. They can take pictures and send it to the office. Um, wow, it's been great, but. But some companies um, over rely on their technology, and yes. we believe that, that that can hurt you. They believe that, okay, they've got yeah. the phone app, they've got the CRM, they've got all this, but they're losing touch with actually getting out in the field, um, walking around these properties, making sure the quality is looking good, meet your crews, um, walk around with them and look at, how, you know, look at the client's property and, and see how we can make it better. And go walk right. in and say hi to your client. If you rely sure. too much on technology, which a lot of these national landscape companies are doing, they're missing out on a lot of this um, personal touch, and that and that's what we believe in our company. We, if you're in the office, you know you're not doing your client any favors. We get out and we visit our properties and meet meet our crews, and and we believe that's the best way to do it. But but still, technology is very important with our business, and and we do have that set up nicely. And uh, uh, by the way, we're right on the train tracks here in Edmonds, and I think a train might be going mm-hmm. by here shortly. <laughs> you hear a bunch oh, of noise. that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You'd be, su- you'd be surprised on a podcast, some of the things we've heard in the background. It, 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 it's, it's okay, Peter and James. That's fantastic. So you're just like our business it. model, it's a unique office. Right, that's right. We might hear some lawnmowers in the background too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. Great. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, you're listening to Franchise Interviews, and we're speaking today with Peter Roberts and James Jacobson, and they are the founders of Manage Mode Franchise Opportunity. And Manage Mode founders Peter and James just launched franchising for their subcontracting commercial landscape concept, and they're based out of Edmonds, Washington. And they've been in business for over 20 years. And today we're speaking to them about their biz- uh, dynamic business journey. Maybe we could talk a little bit about the industry, Peter and James. It seems like this industry, you know, 
it's funny because we, we've been doing this now, this podcast for 12 years, and this industry continues to grow and it just seems to keep getting bigger. Um, are there any numbers on, on this industry? I mean, how big it is or any estimates? Yeah, I mean, this is over an $80 billion industry. Yeah. Uh, and then and the, the commercial landscaping portion of it is, uh, is considered to be one of the most lucrative sides of the industry. Interesting. Um, you know, on top of that, it's, it's 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 such a fragmented industry. You know, we've kind of talked mm-hmm. about that yes, already with, you know, owner-operator and landscapers. And, I mean, when you tend to talk to people and, and you ask them about landscaping or their landscaper, 90% of the time they're frustrated. Right. Right. So, yeah. yes. You, you rarely hear a good experience with a landscaper. And, and um, our goal within our company is to make it easy to work with. It's simple as that. We just want to be easy to work with. We, right. we try to simplify things. We don't need you know, yeah. all these different processes, things to do. We want to simplify and make it easy. And, and uh, a key component of that is just communicating. And if someone has, uh, someone has an issue or a concern, we they call us we 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 get on it right away, and that's that's our goal. Be easy to work with and get stuff done. Yeah, and I I think that's all that people want, Peter and, and James. You know, when it comes to you know mm-hmm. landscaping, and but I like how you're mentioning earlier as you know is is that personal touch. I think sometimes that is lacking, isn't it? You know, sometimes you never even mm-hmm. get to see the person who's providing your service, and and I think that is 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 so right. important. Um, what's what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since franchising the, the, this whole concept? I mean, you probably have a dozen stories, you know, we can talk about. But does anything stand out over the last couple of years? Well, uh, if we had, if, that's always if, a stumping if you question. Can come out here, we can have, a, if, and we can have a beer, or so we could probably talk about a lot of things. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But really, the I think um, you know over the years, you know, the most the 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 most interesting thing for us, besides besides deciding to scale our business uh, mm-hmm. nationally through franchising, is really the the um, converting and adapting, evolving to a, to a full subcontract model, and how mm-hmm. successful that's been. We're, we've been really excited about that, and it's working really well. And we really want to um, share that out in the industry and, and with other uh, other business owners and. Um, you know, we think that that's 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 pretty interesting for us. It it must be interesting for both of you, Peter and James, because you know, it's it's funny if I asked you 20 years ago, you know, if I said to either of you, you know, did you see this concept going on a national right. level? It would be interesting to talk to you 20 years ago to see, you know, what your vision was at the time, and you know, where it is today. It, it, it's really, it, it it's co- quite a spectacular story, isn't it? Yeah, well, I definitely never would have thought 20 years ago that we'd be here. So <laughs> that's funny how life goes. That's sure. terrific. Well, imagining 20 years ago having thousands of, uh, of employees and thousands of trucks doesn't right. sound very uh, exciting to me. So once we created right. created the subcontract model, we have no trucks, no equipment, no labor. Um, it becomes a lot more exciting, and that's that's what's really allowed us to go that the national uh, approach. Right. That's terrific. What types of characteristics do do both of you gentlemen look for then? I mean, when you're meeting with a prospective franchisee, Peter and James, um, you, what do you typically look for? Because you're interviewing them as well, aren't you? You want to make sure that they're a match for yeah. you know, yeah, the franchise I mean, system. On, Good. On top of, uh, of of everything, we I mean, one of the top things we want to work with someone we we want to work with. 
Right. You know, we want to make sure we have that relationship with somebody that we know we're, we're going to be building a business together with them and supporting them along the way. We want to make sure we, 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 we like each other. Right. But um, we believe that the, the franchisee is going to need to have a, some sales, sales experience mm-hmm. um, and some management, a level of management as well. A lot of that can be trained, but right. you really need to have that sales background if you want to scale up this business, you need to be able to sell. Yeah, and then combine that with, um, we say, kind of honoring the sweat. You know, we're we're talking mm-hmm. about low in labor, and so right. you need to have the mentality of, of kind of respecting the sweat out there. Where right. it's 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 not selling software, it's not selling medical right. equipment. You're out there selling a service where people are out there, you know, working their butts off. And so you right. need to, we definitely need someone, people on the team who bring the mentality of, okay, I'm. I'm respecting these guys out there who are kicking butt, and um, it's not easy. So you got to bring that mentality with you. And you know, both of you gentlemen have been doing this, you know, such a long time now. You know, I mean, it, it's several decades. You know, and and I, I guess that's that helps you empathize with with your franchisees. You know, you were mentioning mm-hmm. relationships with your customers, and now I guess it, it's going even deeper, isn't it, Peter and James? Because now you have mm-hmm. these relationships with with your franchisees, don't you? Yeah, definitely. We're we're all about relationships, and I mean, we we find that so many problems are just avoided, not even started, if you're just not a jerk. I mean, if you're just right. a, a decent, right. nice, you know, person, and that, that's yeah. definitely uh, what we look for in building our team. It's just like let's just go out there and kick butt and have fun and and enjoy what we're doing and, and right. go from there. Yeah, if we can't have fun, it's, you know, what's the point? Sure. Absolutely. I, I think I think that's so important. W- what is the training like for your new uh, franchisees? What would that be like, Peter and James? I mean, once you decide that you you do like them, they like you, and you say, okay, we, we have a match here, um, what would the training be like? I mean, would they come out to corporate headquarters for that? Is is that how it works? Yeah, we actually have a three-week training plan. It's, it's two oh, weeks wow. at headquarters. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's about a week of in, in-class training. Um, and then a week out in the, out in the field, you're going to be out in the field with our local account managers, and you're going to be you're going to learn how to to build your uh, subcontract crew network. You're going to learn how to how to how to sell, how to close mm-hmm. a deal, how to you know you're going to learn everything that you need to know. Um, so when you go back home, you could implement all that and start ramping up quickly. Um, then we have a week actually uh, back at back at the local, their their on site location. We're gonna spend okay. a week there and we're actually gonna we're gonna help you um we're gonna have real life uh you know at, uh, at estimate meetings that you're gonna go on. You're right. gonna walk in and, and try to close some deals. You're also gonna meet some vendors and and uh start building that. Yeah, we wanna we wanna give them ready for, you know, day one of uh, opening is they're ready to mm-hmm. just go out there and, and start building biz. I mean by the time they're done training, I want them biting at the bit and just ready to go. Right. That's terrific. You're listening to Franchise Interviews, and today we are speaking with Peter Roberts and James Jacobson, and they are the founders of Manage Mode Franchise Opportunity, and Manage Mode founders Peter and James just launched franchising for their subcontracting commercial landscape concept, and they're based out of Edmonds, Washington, and they've been in business for over 20 years, and today we're speaking to them about their dynamic business journey. Uh, maybe, you know, because both of you have been doing this such a long time, Peter and James, uh, you can describe for our listeners, I mean, what is, um, if there is such a thing anyway? Anyway, a, a typical day like for a, a managed mode franchisee? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
they, they got to have their own uh, office. So we're not definitely not home based. So right, um, right. We're going to like a co-working place, like a Regis sure. or you know, a co-working office. Um, so right. head there, start the day, um, check in probably for you know around an hour or so, and kind of um, you logging into the sites you want to visit, crews you want to meet, and then after that you're you're out out and about. Um, you're meeting people, you're doing estimates, you're meeting crews. There's a lot of time out in the field. I mean, it's. I mean, right. you can choose. You can choose how how much time you want to spend in and out of the office. Sure. So, um, right. And then um, usually ending the day back in the office, um, writing up estimates, you know, taking notes, um, and making the plan for the following day. Uh, we 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 believe uh, we believe in work life balance. Um, mm, with yeah. our business model, we 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 have work life balance and with the income to support it. Uh, we you know we the the business does not decide. Um, you know, my, my time, it does have not control. Right. It doesn't have control of my time. And that's what we believe is very valuable within our business model. Yeah. So, um, our days when you're at work, you're getting things done. Um, at the end of the day, you get to go home. You're not going to, you're not going to get phone calls in the middle of the night saying that your, your deep fryer is, um, leaking or there's a fire right. inside your place. You know, it's, it's a different, um, franchise model that allows that work-life balance. Yeah, and there's a lot of franchises out there, uh, Peter and James, you know, because we, we've had them on the show, you know, like like damage and restoration. I mean, it, it, it's it's sometimes quite common right. to get a call at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, and it's like you feel like right. you're on the job yeah. seven days a week. And, and, and I like yeah. how you did emphasize, you know, work-life balance because I think that that's probably, you know, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why people get into franchising too, right? So they might be burnt out maybe yep. in the corporate world or yep. wherever they're working, you know, and they just feel like, they have no time for their family or anything like that. And and, and I imagine that's probably why, um, you know, um, a, a your franchise opportunity provides that to them to give them that work-life balance, which I think is, is so important. So, 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 so now that both of you gentlemen have been involved in franchising, maybe you can give some advice to um, our listeners, Peter and James, because a lot of them are kind of like new to exploring franchising and a lot of them don't know where to begin because there's so many opportunities out there and they say okay well, where do I begin my head's going to explode what advice would you give to them in, in their quest to buy a franchise and everything that you've learned yeah, up to this point let's say number one um, take a look inside and say you know what do mm -hmm. I want to get into you can there's broad categories you know restaurant there's so yeah. many restaurants and franchising programs. right do you want right. to hit a restaurant afternoon and then, and then do you or do you want to get into a service like like we're offering so you need to get get rid of the broad category first. Say, okay, yeah, I, I do want to get into a service, and then at that right. point, keep narrowing it down. Am I interested in the green industry? Am I interested in, you know, what other interest? What interests am I bringing with me to franchising? And that should help really target um, um, your selection of what franchise fee to consider. You know, it, it's all about. I mean, it's, you don't want to walk into a franchise and go with where you don't have the interest or the even the desire to be in that field. <laughs> just right, be a total right. waste for everybody. I think you sure. I think we need to, to to try to find out what you think would be fun. What you're gonna be happy mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. You know, and have some passion yeah. about. You know, if you have that right. passion, you need to have passion to to grow a business. You know, it's, yeah. it sounds great, Agreed. you know, going to buy you know, buy a business, invest in that. Um but in order to make it work you have to be passionate about it and want to do yeah. it. So do that due diligence at the beginning. And I mean, there's so many out there you can go check out. Um, our, our model is definitely a little unique. So it's hard to really categorize us. Yes, we're in a service right. business, but we're in, we're in a service business that you don't need equipment. You don't need trucks. You don't need to hire that, that labor pool. 
Uh, right. So, I mean, really, do, do your deep dive and, and do your research and and um, do what you're uh, passionate about. Find something you're passionate about would be my key advice. Right. I think that's – no, I think that's that's terrific advice. So I can ask both of you because you're the founders of the company, Peter and James. I mean, where do you see managed mode? I mean, if you can look into a crystal ball, maybe like three to five years down the road, where do you see the organization? Well, we'd really like to get our national presence. I'd like to, I'd like to be yeah. out over, you know, 50 plus um, units. And um, a lot of our franchisees, I believe, um, will become uh, multi-unit franchisees. It's a mm. easy, uh, easy entry to multi, you know, multi-territories. So we really want to expand. And actually, uh, the, the, the more areas we are in, the more we can offer our, our franchisees when it comes to our national clients. We have right. a national client base here, and and when we expand to a new area, we you know we can share that uh, that that client pool. So yeah. in, in five years out, that could be fifty plus fifty to hundred locations, and um, and really expanding out uh, with our client base. I imagine in your business too, Peter and James. I mean, you get a lot of referrals. You know, I mean, you do a great job, and you know, because people are always asking. You know, is this do you know a yeah. great landscaping company? You know what I mean? And it kind of like mushrooms yeah. in a particular area, you know, because you've been doing this such a long time now. I imagine that's that's how it happens, you know, and I, and, and I, I think that's I think that's terrific. So how do our listeners get more information on, on Manage Mode? Um, of course, the franchise opportunity uh, itself, uh, Peter and James, but even the service. Are there any websites that our listeners can go to to get more information? Yeah, I would, I would check out ManageModeFranchising.com. Okay. That's a great way. If we, you, know, you can fill out a form on there. It's a great way to uh, um, to submit your information. We're going to give you a call. We're going to send you an email with, with some more information. Set up a phone call. Um, and that's managed mode. It's M-O-W-E-D. It's kind of a play on words. So okay. managemodefranchising.com. Um, and if you really want a personal touch and you feel like calling um, me, uh, yeah. happy to to, to give you my number, it's uh, yeah, that would be two zero six. Yeah, two zero six seven three zero six three eight one. I'd love to chat with people. So, if anybody want to call or text me, it's, that's another easy way. That's terrific. Well, I've enjoyed having both of you on the show today, Peter and James. And, uh, you know, I'd already like to invite both you gentlemen back in another year or so as you continue to grow because yeah. I think this is a great concept and uh, I look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you. Yeah, it was nice chatting with you, Marty. We appreciate uh, you having us on your show. Thank you, Peter and James. This has been my pleasure. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. 
And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry, and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone, and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today you're going to get to hear from Nick Friedman, who is the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk and Moving Franchise Opportunity. And Nick said something really quite brilliant on our show that we haven't heard in over a decade of doing franchise interviews. We started speaking about the four F's of franchising, and interesting enough, we ended up with five F's of franchising as we were doing the interview with Nick. And, um, you know, in marketing, we talk about the four P's of marketing, which is product, price, promotion, and place. So I thought this was really brilliant what Nick said. So here we go with Nick Friedman, the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity. 
What um, you know, the majority of our listeners, we call them Nick. We call them aspiring franchisepreneurs. What types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees? You know, uh, what I like to say is there's four F's when considering mm-hmm. a, a franchise, which is also, I guess, starts with a letter F. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. four F's that come out of a franchise. And I think this is what a prospective franchise should think of when they're considering what franchise they want to pursue. And this is, quite frankly, I think what franchisors should consider when they're evaluating a prospective franchisee. Uh, so right. the first F is fit, is fit. You know, do they mm-hmm. fit? In other words, do they have transferable skills that can make them effective at this business? Have they done anything in their prior professional uh, or personal lives uh, that would make them uh, be successful in this type of business? Uh, The second piece is the family side. In other words, does their family uh, support them in them pursuing this endeavor, whether it's their husband or wife or uh, uh, kids or or parents? You know, do they believe in them? Because you don't want things to get tough in their inner circle to say, "I told you so." You want them to, you know, kind of cheer them on to get through it. Uh, the financial piece is important. In other words, are they capitalized yeah. to be able to invest in the opportunity, and do they have realistic uh, financial expectations? And then the last F is the fun factor. You know, can we have fun working with this individual? You know, franchises yeah. very much like a partnership, even though that's not typically called that. Uh, so it, you got to have you know an alignment of vision and values to be able to enjoy. Uh, working together. So that's really what we look for. You know, we, we want people that believe in the secret sauce that we've already developed. Mm-hmm. We don't want somebody to come tell us that they think it should be done differently. Uh, we want them to tell us that they believe in, 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 in what we've created. And, and sure, we would, you know, want to continuously improve and encourage ideas, but uh, not, you know, we want folks that believe in the system and are going to execute the system rather than trying to shortcut success by doing it, uh, you know, doing it their own way. And I think that's, you know, really no different in our system than any other franchise uh, uh, model that, that is uh, is going to be successful long term. They need to really take into account those factors. That's yeah, no, that's great, Nick. We have this uh, great quotes in franchising podcasts. Anytime we hear, you know, Michael Gerber has been in there a couple of times, but we're going to put that one in there because I haven't heard that in in, in over a decade, and I, I think that's great advice to our listeners. It's really fantastic because it's true. I mean, you could really your business you could teach to anybody, couldn't you? I mean, pretty much, you know. It, but you know, it's interesting in putting those factors in there. You know, like family support, you know, and even fun. I haven't heard that, you know, but it should be an enjoyable business, and you know, because it is a stressful situation for the customers. I guess you got to be able to put a smile on your customer's face, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, you know, there, as you know, there's over 3,000 franchise opportunities out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to separate one from the other? It's, it's got to be something that you can enjoy. And I guess I'll grab another F out of there. I'm, I'm on a roll here. Fulfillment. You know, is, is it something that, yes. uh, you know, we're going to be fulfilled doing day in and day out? Because I think franchising is a lot, a lot like a gym membership. You know, if you join the gym, you've got fitness yeah. goals. You get access to all types right. of equipment, personal trainers, coaches, workout groups, but you still got to go and show up and do the work. So if you buy a franchise, you're getting access to the business model in a box. You're getting access to trainers, coaches, you know, fellow franchisees that you can you know hold each other accountable with. But you still got to show up and put in the effort to uh, to execute that business model. So uh, that's where I think those those factors come into play. Once you decide that you know you do like them. You know, and they like you, Nick, you know, and, and there is a fit, you know, what is the training like? I mean, do they typically come to Florida for training? How does that work? If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Nick Freeman of the College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and then go to our Home Repair and Improvements page, and you'll be able to listen to that whole show with Nick Freeman. It was really a fantastic interview. It was great to finally have Nick on the show. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. It's hard to imagine we've been doing it now over 10 years 
And uh, it's just amazing to see where the podcast has gone. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes and Franchising, sponsored by Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.